Uh, this is Lenny D'Angelo. Uh, so splitting your work life and doubling the work. A day job, not a career. Uh, why the majority of time is spent on the pointless. It's the little things, but big things first. Uh, existential distillation, or the essential oil of being. Uh, these are things, <laughs> an assortment, if you will, a licorice all sorts of things that are on my mind today. Okay, uh, this is a topic that I revisit so often over the past, uh, I'm going to say three years, that it is almost uh, my theme song. You know, they ought to play that when I enter the room. Okay. And, it, and the problem is that I, I don't seem to be able to come to any sort of uh, a satisfactory conclusion about what it means, wh- whether or not I've found answers to these questions, or, or how many, no matter how many times I'm sort of battering them around like a kitten with a ball of yarn, I never really seem to unravel the thing. Boy, that was a friggin' good analogy. I swear that was right off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to that. I could use that for so many things. I'm just a clumsy kitten. I can't seem to get to the core of this. Boy, that's a good analogy. I tell, boy, they're never that good. Okay. Uh, so, uh, uh, the, the issue is, uh, I, the other day I was walking out of my office to go to lunch. And I saw the big boss. Now, when I walk down the stairs at work, I see the big boss. There's, there's an office right there and the big boss is there. And I work at a company that does this or that, and she's the uh, head of this or that that I do. So she's not the biggest, biggest boss, but she's the big boss in my area of expertise there. So she's sitting at a desk eating lunch, and I noticed that it was one of these sandwiches. There's a sandwich place out here in California. I don't know if they've made their way elsewhere. I don't think I saw one last time I was back there. But in, in, on the West Coast anyway, we got this place that delivers mediocre sandwiches. And it's, it's essentially an evolution of, uh, of Subway, but not better, just, just, they just deliver. So you can get your sandwich delivered to work, and you can still eat a mediocre sandwich just as if you had gone to the Subway and st- stood in line and told, yes, I want A, B, and C. No, no, no pickles. I don't like pickles. Pepperoncinis. Who's getting these? Except, you know, they'll bring the sandwich to your work. So, if you're a type A personality, like my, my, the big boss, you can sit at your desk and somebody brings you a mediocre lunch and you sit at your mediocre desk and you do your mediocre work. And you never have to, to, to direct your attention elsewhere. You go to the website, you fill out a form, your sandwich appears out of thin air, and you eat it at your sad desk, looking at your sad papers or whatever you're doing. That's my, okay, so that's what the big boss was doing when I walked downstairs to go to lunch. And I don't eat lunch at my desk because I think it's a friggin' crime if you do that. That is neither here nor there. So I was thinking about a day job, not a career. Now, when I saw my big boss eating at, the, eating at a desk, I realized, you know, this is her career. This is what she's chosen to do with her life, and she's happy with this decision, I imagine. Let's hope. Uh, because she certainly is very involved and that spends a lot of time, takes a lot of stuff home, uh, that works a lot of weekends. 
So there she is. She's chosen this as her career. It sort of makes sense for her. Knowing her uh, in the limited way that I do, I know enough about her to know that this is her area of interest and this is probably what she wanted to do with her life. Or at least she's settled for it and then she's all in. That's great. For me, this is a day job. It's not a career. Now, at some point, I decided this would be a good career, at least the area of expertise that I'm in, a designer. I decided that would be a good career path, but it was always sort of a compromise of sorts. I mean, I wasn't, this isn't what I wanted to do with my life when I was a little child. Uh, I want to make a mediocre product. I want to sit at a desk and, 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 and move pixels around. That's what I would like to do. I wrote that on my second grade when I grow up paper. Um, that's For me, it's just something I'm doing to pay the bills. and I, It's better than other things you could be doing to pay the bills. Uh, but not much. Um, so, I was thinking about wh- why I don't eat work, or why I don't eat lunch at my desk has a lot to do with the fact that philosophically this is not something that I am uh, passionate about. Uh, This is not going to be the thing that drives me in the morning. I don't get up in the morning and think about work in a positive way, that's for sure, over my toast. I'm not looking at the toast and thinking of new designs I could be coming up with or whatever. There were people like that, but I'm not one of them. So, uh, uh, I was thinking about... You know, this person spends a lot of time, I bet the big boss, spends a lot of time at work, spends a lot of time at home doing work, and she is able to say with all certainty that that 100% of the time that she's spending on the thing that she considers to be her work is, is well spent. I mean, it's part of her career. She's, this is her life's passion. We can't all say that. And I, I'm always thinking about how hard that is. Uh, split when you when it's a day job for you, and you're coming home to basically your life's passion. Uh, and you know it's not my kids, but I could easily say that if I wasn't an artist and had side projects or whatever is going on, I might have a family, and that's my that's my real life's passion is my family. You know, teaching my little son how to play catch. I'm laughing. That's hilarious. Teaching my little son how to. keep his nail beds clean, whatever it is I'd be good at, uh, you know, those may be my life's passion, uh, I, perhaps, uh, who knows, but but it doesn't matter what it is, it, the day job is eight hours, eight plus hours a day that is not spent doing anything really of value to anyone, let's be honest, I mean, I, and I think about this all the time. Because it's all a false sort of, of construction here. We, we, if you, unless you work for, I don't know, friggin' Greenpeace or... Uh, this is well-worn territory for me. Why am I back on this? Okay, basically, uh, the majority... Why is the majority of our time spent on, on the pointless? And by pointless, I mean big picture, right? I don't mean day-to-day... Obviously, I work for a company that sells this or that. Maybe they make a product that's good in the world. I'm not saying it is or isn't. It pretends to be anyway. But I'm not saying whether it is or it isn't. But let's just assume for the sake of argument that it is. 
something good in the world. Let's say I make uh, heart valve uh, pamphlets. Pamphlets for heart valve uh, replacements, right? People need heart valves, sure. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it is a good, it is toward a good, a greater good. But essentially, it's a pamphlet. I mean, come on. Let's be, let's, let's keep it real. Uh, but so the majority of my time is spent doing something that ultimately a little bit pointless. I mean, come on. In, in, the, in the bigger picture of the world, it's a little bit pointless. And I'm, I'm going to spend, I, when you actually add it all up, it's kind of like when you add up how much money you spend on, on Starbucks every day uh, or every month or every year. When it all adds up and all the, the, all the t- accounts are, are, are taken, uh, whatever, uh, there's a lot of time that's been sunk into this pursuit that ultimately has nothing to do with what I really want to be doing with my life. And even if what I really wanted to be doing with my life is playing frisbee golf with my bonehead friends, uh, perhaps that's better time better spent. Uh, at least it would be for my bonehead friends. Boy, I'd be good at frisbee golf if I could sink this much time into that stuff. Uh, I'm already running over here. So I, I was thinking about this just yesterday because my friend was over and, uh, and uh, I was sitting and we were sitting and having a chat or whatever. And, and uh, I had a little Bebo, my little birdie friend, on my hand. At, at night he gets very quiet and he'll sit on your hand and fluff up like a little, a little, uh, a little ball of fluff that you just sit there, like a koosh. Anybody remember those? They would just sit on your, you could just sit it on the side of your foot. Koosh. That's better than frisbee golf. Cushing. I wish we were all cushing right now. Uh, anyway, he'll just sit there. And, and, she, and I would say, you know, there's really nothing better than sitting here with Bebo. Because he's so sweet. And, and he brings me such joy. And it's in my heart, for reals. There's a warm part of my heart that, that, that's just opened up and, and swells. Because this little bird is sitting on my hand and he's just the sweetest little thing. What is that? That's a tiny, tiny, insignificant little moment in the big picture of the universe. But it means the friggin' world to me. And I was thinking about that. And uh, how hard it is to know that those are the moments that matter. And, and to know that the majority of my life will not be spent in those moments. The majority of my life will be spent moving pixels around for something pointless. Uh, and even if those little moments like, like you know, sitting with little Bebo were uh, bigger moments, like, you know, finishing a piece of art that I'm into or, uh, or coming up with a new idea, those are also moments that I cherish uh, quite, quite deeply. I mean, even just having an idea and, and writing it down, that, that moment, that small little insignificant moment, even when the idea is nothing, uh, means the friggin' world to me. And when I have added up all of those moments in my life, they are, they are very significant. <clears throat> but they have nothing to do with how the rest of my life is mapped out. The rest of my life is planned out for me already. I'm going to go to work eight hours a day, eight plus hours a day, and then I'm going to try and wedge in some more time in the after, the after hours to, to work on things that I consider more significant. But ultimately, they're none of those things are the little things that, that make life worthwhile. 
And she was saying, well, if you, if you, had, if you had all those moments all the time, you might not, you might not appreciate them. You need the, the absence of them in order to, uh, to be, uh, I don't know, to, to, to be able to point at them. You need to be able to look away in order to see them again, uh, clearly. Okay, I get that. I get that. You can't spend 100% of your time sitting there with a bird. But but if I could, oh my goodness. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I think about this. Like uh, Having a day job and not a career means a lot of my time is spent doing something pointless, which means a lot of those little moments I may be missing right now. Uh, and I may not get them back, and I may not I may not have enough time at the end of my life for all for uh, the, 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 to be able to collect all those little moments into something, and that's a little bit sad. And I, I don't understand why it has to be that way, other than the practicality of paying bills and eating food and all that, uh, paying rent and whatnot. Other than all that, I don't understand why we why we're stuck in this friggin' cycle of of, of meaninglessness. Uh, if our, if our culture really appreciates the little things that everybody pretends to, why are we so involved with doing other things instead? Things like making money, uh, things like owning property, things like, uh, having nice clothes or whatever. Why are we, why are we wasting time? Uh, time is, is precious and we're wasting it. And, and I, God, if I could turn this part off, this, once I became tuned into this, I could turn it off. And now I can't stop thinking about it. So I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm beating the, uh, beating the, the, the well-worn fibers of this here rug to try to get the dirt out. <laughs> this is a really bad analogy to follow up my kitten analogy. Uh, okay, it's, it's the little things, but big things first. I was thinking about that everybody knows that it's the little things that make life worthwhile, but uh, who's got time for those, right? We never really make time for the little things. We never really give them their proper due. We never really put them on a pedestal the way they should be. Not until the end of your life with that stupid deathbed analogy where I wish I'd spent more time at the office, right? Nobody says that. Um, they always say, I wish I'd spent more time uh, teaching my, my son how to keep his nail beds clean. Everybody says that. Uh... So why do the big things always come first? If we know for a fact, and, every, and it's well-worn territory, that the little things are the important things, why do, why do the big things always come first? I can't answer that, because it's the same for me. I've got a hundred projects I want to do, i got my job, i got to pay for my this or that. Uh, every once in a while I'll go to a restaurant and spend money I don't need to spend. Uh, why am I not living the, the, the monk's existence and, 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 and appreciating the little things? Why are none of us doing that? We don't know how. We just don't know how. It's a uh, it's huge paradox of human nature or, or maybe contemporary nature. I don't know. I had a lot of coffee this morning. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, existential distillation. Uh, or the essential oil of being. Existential distillation. It's funny, sometimes I write things down, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, I was thinking, existential distillation is a great name for a band. A, 
And so is the essential oil of being. And <laughs> the essential oil of being is a great name for an album from the band Existential Distillation. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's a like a prog rock band from the I don't know late seventies, right? Uh, I can picture the album cover of the Essential Oil of Being right now. Oh, it's beautiful. It's airbrushed. Uh, it's like like a Yes album or Asia album. Asia and S and Yes. Uh, they they use that same artist. I don't know that guy's name. That guy was everywhere for five minutes. He did all of those big, epic, you know, progressive rock albums. Like a Essential Oil of Being. He, oh, he did the Journey albums, too. A couple of those. Who was that guy? Airbrushing. Lost art. Really, seriously lost art. Everybody's van in the 1970s was trying to be those album covers. Everybody wanted to be that guy for five minutes. What happened to him? And what happened to those vans? Did they get sold? They get stripped. Nobody wants a lone wolf on their van anymore. Nobody wants a wizard with a, with a dark half-moon window in the back. That's like, that's like every one of my neighbors that would come over to, to try and flirt with my sister when I was a kid. I had one of those stupid vans with the with a dragon on the side. Badly airbrushed dragon from the, the Yes album. Okay, okay, sorry. Essential Oil of Being is actually more like a Moody Blues album. Uh, one of their later ones that were not so good. Um, existential. Dis- I want to be able to distill, I think, my... Uh, my, I want to be able to know what are the, the, the essences of life. What are these little things? I want to be able to point to them. I don't want to just have them happen. I mean, of course, that's, that's in, in, inescapable. They're going to just happen to you, and then you'll see them, and then you'll point at them. But I want to be able to know what they are so that I can prioritize them. So distilling ex- existence, I suppose, is what I was getting at, to a a place where I at least can, uh, can bottle what is uh, important uh, so as to label it and put it on a shelf or something so that I don't lose, lose track of what it was that meant something to me. These little moments matter. And, uh, and the, the little things, not the big things, matter. And, 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 and if you could boil them all down to their essence, what would they be? And is, isn't that the stuff to, to spend the majority of your time on? Not the, not the pointless. Because those things are the point. They always have been. And the essential oil of being is, I suppose, the same thing. Uh, essential oils, you know, those are like the ones that matter. They are always the key ingredient in a, in a very expensive lotion. And if you take everything out of the lotion except for vitamin E... Uh, it still works. It may work better, in fact, because it hasn't been diluted and, and perfumed and whatnot. It's just vitamin E. That's all you needed the whole time. Uh, yeah, I think, geez, that's a, a big picture ideas, I, again, again and, and, and well-worn territory for me. But I keep coming back to this, because the other day I was, 
really, really hitting up. I've been lately in the past few months. I think I've been really hitting up against, you know, how to how to make things happen in my life that that are that are uh, eluding me. And uh, what are those things? What what is it going to take to be uh, to be aware of them? Something has to go. You know, I'm I'm working on this thing called creative minimalism. That, that's a kind of a goal for me now. What is it going to take for me to find the essential oils of being and to turn that into my life's pursuit instead of, uh, you know, the the habits we're all in? Who knows if I'm making sense? Anyway, orbiting around that for the time being until until I can land roughly, probably in the mountains. Uh, okay, or some kind of crater where I can't climb out. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to turn this off now. That was probably more than enough of that. Okay. Where's the thing?